Hi, and welcome to an episode of the Jet Rails Podcast. I'm Robert Rain, your host. And today we're going to be talking about uh, Magento reaching end of life for Magento 1, and Magento is not going to be extending that. Um, so there were some folks in the community that, uh, that, that may have called for hope that, that Magento, given the current COVID-19 crisis that businesses are facing, um, that, that there may have been an extension. But uh, as we in the industry, by and large, have been anticipating, um, merchants do still need to plan um, for what to do as Magento One reaches its, its end of life and how to continue to keep their businesses operating safely and successfully. And so we today um, are in luck. Uh, we're able to get Rico from Mage One, um, a team that has built themselves up now um, out of uh, you know existing history in the Magento community um, with this new organization with the explicit purpose of helping folks stay securely and safely on Magento One. Um, Rico, would you do the honors of introducing yourself? Yeah, thank you very much uh, for having me here. Yeah, my name is Rico. I, I'm very into the Magento community since about 12 years now. And um, when uh, back in the days, it was just Magento. When they decided to switch off Magento One, um, it was a very short notice there and a lot of people were very frightened. So. Uh, we created the idea because a lot of merchants had the urge to stay with Magento 1 because they were right in the process of building their Magento stores or still maintaining their Magento stores. But there was not anyone thinking about switching from it uh, within six weeks. So uh, what we did is we talked to uh, Mark Lavelle um, back in the days in 2018 in Leipzig at a Meet Magento event and tried to explain to him that this is a very hard decision he, he does there. And then he decided, okay, let's give them another uh, notice. So it was an 18 month notice then. And we put our idea back in the tray. And once uh, finally Magento and Adobe decided to uh, announce the end of life for Magento, we said, okay, we have an idea ready here. And then uh, we start to form ourselves to, to build the company, to build the idea behind um, continuing the support for Magento One. Um, creating patches, uh, creating upgrade um, patches for PHP, MySQL, Apache Engine X, all that stuff. Yeah, this was uh, the the main idea behind Mage One, and that's why I'm here today to uh, talk a little bit more about the end of life of Magento One and what comes after that for merchants and agencies. So Mage One is is a relatively uh, young organization, but you're now onboarding merchants, and um, it, I suppose the the goal is that as soon as Magento 1 hits end of life, in essence, uh, those merchants will receive their security patches and, and any other related updates from Mage 1 since they won't be getting any more patches from, uh, from Adobe, from Magento. Yeah, that's basically the idea behind our service. So what, what, what we basically do is we will take over from where Adobe leaves Magento so we just pick it up. Uh, we will create the patches. So a merchant can sign up for our services. An agency can sign up for their merchants with our services. And then they will get patch files. And these patch files will patch security vulnerabilities within the Magento 1 core code. And um, yeah, and if there is an upgrade for PHP, which is right around the corner. So PHP 7.2, 7.3, and so on. So we are producing those patches as well. So you can stay up to date and secure even with your server software. I mean. I'm talking to the right person here uh, about <laughs> server software, yeah, and um, I, I can totally understand if a hosting company really is scared away by merchants with Magento 1.3, 1.4, just running on PHP 
So it's uh, heavily outdated and we try to fix those issues for the Magento 1.9 merchants so they can stay up to date and secure even with their uh, local installation, local software. Yeah. So in essence, um, you know, if a merchant was already staying out of date, in order to, to leverage Mage 1, they're going to need to get themselves at least up to a version of Magento 1.9 um, yeah. in order to leverage the patches that you'll be putting out. But um, generally speaking, businesses that weren't upkeeping, um, they may not have been addressing PCI compliance or um, for general security in the first place. So now's as good a time as any to get <laughs> caught up, but chances are that, uh, that, that your major following is going to be amongst those merchants that, that are already at, at 1.9 some, something and that, uh, that hopefully aren't woefully behind in PHP versions and other server software. Yeah, that's correct. So uh, in order to use our services, you have to be at the latest Magento version. So, which is 9.4, uh, 1.9.4.4 at the moment. So I have no idea whether Adobe will release another version just before they leave off in, in June or end of June. So probably it's a 0.5 then. But yeah, you have to be at the latest version and it's not a big deal for those merchants who yeah, just, um, kept patching their shop, uh, in the last years because, um, in 1.9, there were no new features. So if you patch your Magento store, it's more or less equal to a, uh, version upgrade. So there's not really a big difference. It's a different story for merchants that are still using 1.7, probably also 1.8. So there's a little bit work to be done, but yeah, um, I mean, at the end, you want to have uh, security. So in that case, you also have to upgrade your Magento store. Yeah. Well, and I, I like to think. Um, and, and the way I always talk about it is that you want your customers and your employees to be part of, a, of something safe. Um, it, it's, it's dangerous, um, to leave that all up in, in, in the air because you can do a lot of damage, uh, very quickly if, if you do Absolutely. allow your security to get the best of you. Um, and we see it all too often, of course, in the industry. Uh, you know, we read it in the news sometimes for bigger organizations, but, doesn't really matter how big or small your website or your business is that there are hackers out there that are basically just scanning every Magento site they can find and looking to see if certain vulnerabilities are, uh, are, are available to exploit. So, uh, you know, we always caution, um, basic security being a standard, not an option, of course, as I think anyone in the industry would. Yeah, Magento is also a very uh, worthy target. I mean, a lot of people are using it. And because it's uh, rather complex, there is still some some space left for security vulnerabilities. And in that case, I mean, yeah, for sure. Uh, if I would be a hacker, I would look into Magento as well. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of big companies are using Magento. So this is also a very worthy target then. And um, usually also bigger companies don't have both eyes on security first. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, one of our recent podcast episodes was with the team from Sakuri. And that was an interesting conversation, you know, that uh, uh, they do see platforms like uh, Magento and WordPress commerce and um, other popular platforms uh, get attacked more often. Um, but that's, of course, because, you know, if, if you're a hacker, you love averages, you know, if you've uh, go out there and scan enough of, of the sites built on these platforms, you'll find some that are out of date and vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and so it's really just about doing your due diligence in most cases uh, as a business owner. Um, same thing, you wouldn't leave the doors to your retail store unlocked mm -hmm. overnight <laughs> or the door wide open. That um, there, there are precautions that you need to take, obviously uh, dealing with, with e 
power security, um, you know, there might be some, some labor and cost involved, but uh, that, that is cost of business in essence. Um, yeah, but it's not that visible like an open door, you know, it's, it's just some, I know, imaginary um, threat that might be there somehow, but it's not something that you can touch or feel. And that's why it's uh, such a problem for, for merchants to understand that security is so important and to keep software upgraded. I mean, how many people are still using Windows XP? Yeah. You know, there are even uh, ATMs, even, you know, <laughs> bank machines that are exactly. still running Windows XP out there in the, in the world. So, yeah. you know, it, it's surprising that uh, sometimes there, there are these outdated technologies and you wonder how, you know, how people uh, allow that to happen. But we do understand that there are business decisions to be made and there are priorities and Mm. Um, I think that's why companies like Mage One are trying to make it easier. If, if I could, uh, you know, try to you know th think about it from your perspective. I know that from the JetRails perspective, it's why all of our customers are you know are, are enjoying web access, you know, firewalling, virtual firewalling included mm. with our plans. They're uh, they're getting malware detection and intrusion detection and other standards for security and for PCI compliance. We don't believe that Magento users should be going without these things. Um, I, I think that that's, um, that that's a part of the challenge is that um, for a lot of users, they may not understand what their options are. They may not understand what they're missing uh, or what, the, what they should be doing. So uh, you know, I, I think we all spend a lot of time educating the market um, because <laughs> a lot of businesses are out there to be retailers or wholesalers or um, otherwise, uh, to, to be you know uh, vendors of, of products and not necessarily tech companies, and it doesn't um, it doesn't always have to be hard if you bring in the uh, the right experts. So whether that's your digital agency to take the, the reins, whether that's bringing in you know vendors that'll help you along the way, like you know your web host or what have you. Um, I, I think that that's most often the issue is just surrounding yourself with the right resources so that you don't have to be a tech expert. No. Um, and, you know, speaking of um, surrounding yourself with uh, the right people at Mage One, what does your team look like? You know, I know that there are other projects out there that have, um, you know, been putting out, you know, different uh, forks of Magento and different things. I, I know your organization is set up as more of a commercial organization where users can um, sign up with an agreement and expect patches to come out. Uh, you know, on an ongoing basis, um, the way that they've always gotten them from Magento. Uh, who is writing these patches and um, what does your team look like? So uh, our team is a bunch of people also like me uh, working with Magento since years. So we have Carmen Bremer, which is a Magento master multiple times. We have uh, Fabian Blechschmidt, who is doing a lot of uh, Magento-related stuff, doing uh, organization of uh, hackathons, of unconferences. And then we do have uh, Tobias Fork, who is um, the, the guy behind the web guy. So a lot of people in the German-speaking area know him from the um, Christmas calendar. So there was a, a community-driven project about um, teaching people Magento back then. Then we have um, Tobias, who is with me in my company here. So this is our team with about five people. And um, yeah, we are all working um, on a lot of projects at the moment together. 
probably will split up into uh, several departments uh, once the actual work starts in July. And so we have uh, people specializing in writing the patches, especially for PHP and security. And we have people taking care of marketing, then of customer service, because we already have a lot of tickets uh, being thrown at us you know, with a lot of questions. Um, a lot of enterprise customers lately um, interested in our services, which we unfortunately, because of licensing issues with Adobe, um, we cannot help them directly. So this is a, a big issue um, for, for enterprise customers. And yeah, so my understanding is that in, in essence, uh, they may be able to continue to to pay Adobe for use of their Magento One Enterprise Edition or, or Commerce Edition license, but they're not going to get any more patches or support. Um, and because of that license, anything. yeah, they, they just you know have to pay in order to keep uh, their site turned on. Yeah. Um, otherwise, they'd be out of out of compliance with uh, with their agreement with Adobe for that enterprise software. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so that rock and hard place. And that's why a lot of enterprise merchants now switch back to the community edition because they want to get rid of the license fees and um, the money they save with uh, not paying the license is well spent on downgrading to the community edition and can Absolutely. then be invested into security for Magento 1. So uh, they sign up for a mage one then with their community edition project, which is just fine. The other thing that uh, you mentioned is uh, to, to make it easy for people to uh, jump on the security train for Magento 1. So I mean, you also had, um, I think it was Mark William Lewis uh, talking about the OpenMage, Mage LTS project. Mm -hmm. So basically, as far as I know, there are only two initiatives um, taking care of Magento 1 security. It's us, Mage 1. And then there is Mage LTS, uh, which is an yeah, open source community-driven project. So we are the commercial part. They are the uh, open source community part. Um, the difference is that we see the urge from merchants that they really need a reliable company. Um, they are willing to pay money for security because what we try to do is keep up the bug bounty program of Adobe. And this is very crucial for security in Magento because even if you have a lot of people working on it uh, on, a, on, a, on a free will basis, you still need uh, very skilled hackers looking into the source code. And... To be honest, if I would be such a skilled person, I can make money with it, I will do that. So if I can sell a zero-day exploit for Magento on the black market for a few thousand bucks, sure, I, I would do that. Yeah. And this is I don't know if I'm trusting you with my car keys anymore, Rico. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> so uh, but we, we we know that. And the thing is that we try to get some money to buy those zero days from them with a bug bounty. And this is something that OpenMage cannot do. Um, they solely rely on, on the free will of community members doing that. And if there's some skilled hacker there, then probably they would get an, uh, a security vulnerability as well. But um, I think the, the most crucial thing, and I mean, you can see that Adobe paid about 700, 750,000, I think it was, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so three quarter million, just some back bounty. That is a lot of money. And we try to raise the bar because Magento is very mature and uh, you have to incentivize people to basically look into it. Yeah? And uh, this is what we try to do. That's why we are a company. That's why we try to get some money from our merchants to make sure that we can pay the bug bounty mm -hmm. and that we can also sustain our business model for the next five years because this is our goal. We want to make sure that merchants have five years from July 2020 on to make a sane decision to make a 
um, yeah, a decision with time and not in a rush what they want to do with their e-commerce. So if they want to stay on Mage, uh, on Magento One, Mage One for a few years and then switch to another platform or if they start right away migrating, but still need more time because there are so many Magento One stores out there. And even if everyone wants to switch to Magento Two in the next months, when we don't even have so many agencies, huh? not even speaking about developers doing all that work. So even the agency needs to buy more time to do all the projects. That's and this is basically uh, the gap that we want to fill here and make sure that everyone has enough time to stay secure, but still have time to migrate. And we don't see Magento in five years uh, in the market anymore. So Magento 1. No, I, I would hope not. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know if the Open Mage folks would say the same, but uh, from my perspective, I, I think that five years is more uh, more than I would have given it. Um, you know, and, and I I appreciate merchants having choice of when to move. I know that this is a particularly turbulent time. So those that yeah. you know that were already engaged in projects to migrate or planning them, or um, you know, who knows how different people are being affected in, in the current. Uh, in the current market, um, there are people out there in the Magento community, like Karen Baker, that were, you know, calling for Magento to try to extend uh, end of life and, and try to support yeah. those merchants. Um, doesn't look like that's coming through, but at the same time, you know, a, a wonderful sentiment to support those in the community. In the meantime, though, there are services like yours to to help people continue to thrive. Now, you know, we've talked a little bit about the security standpoint of it, but um, on the PCI compliance side, um, in, in essence, you'll provide patches. They'll have an amount of time to get those installed to stay compliant. Um, and otherwise, you'll be their vendor. So they'll they'll meet the uh, the hard requirement um, for PCI compliance of having vendor-supplied patches. Would that be accurate? Uh, unfortunately, not quite, but almost. So the thing is that uh, in our last talk with Visa, they said we are not telling our merchants which software to use. So they're free to use Magento 1. The thing is that at the end, a PCI assessor needs to decide whether you are compliant or not. So usually for uh, most of the merchants, they do not process card data. So there is not the hard PCI requirement. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at the end, they have to be required, uh, they have to be, uh, compliant there, but they only have to fill in the SAQ. So a self, uh, assessment questionnaire where they can say, okay, we have some countermeasures against security issues in our company and for our online shops. And one of those, uh, pieces would be mage one. So if you really have a PCI certification running by a QSA, then, um, it's best to be prepared and say, okay, these are the things that we do. Uh, we are using a hoster that is always up to date. They have a firewall. They have a web application firewall. We have um, trained people here in our company. We have a dedicated person taking care of online shop and security. We have Mage One, which uh, patches or which produces patches for our shop, which uh, address security and upgradability with PHP or server software in general. Then we have a... Um, a specialized um, security scanner like um, Sunsec IO. Then we have a supply chain security like Cerbero. And if you have all these steps ready, then um, the QSA that we were talking to said, okay, this is not a big deal. And then we can just um, give you the certification of compliance because mm-hmm. you, you are well prepared. But if you are a merchant that's like, 
Oh, security. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. But basically, yeah, the, those yeah, merchants weren't you know, weren't passing uh, PCI compliance. Uh, you know, in the back. before Magento went into life. So I know. <laughs> you know, so it. In essence, um, you know, if I had to look at it, the major change, uh, you know, assuming that they were passing for compliance beforehand, it is going to be that Magento is not going to provide patching, yeah. and that hopefully that that uh, you know by getting something like Mage One that they're covering their bases there. Um, I mean, and we that's- are doing we are doing even more than Adobe did. I mean, so I know from security issues which lasted about um, six or eight months. So from notice to patch. And um, from a PCI compliance point of view, this is terrible. And uh, we want to uh, yeah, raise the bar here as well. So we want to have our patches ready within 30 days. And um, our merchants are also required to install those patches within 30 days. So to make sure that our merchants really take care of security. Mm-hmm. And we also have an extension in place, which is called Quick Protection System, which works like a, a built-in web application firewall. So as soon as we get notice from anyone, like hosting companies like yours, for example, if they tell us, okay, here, guys, we saw that there is a bunch of requests hammering Magento stores. So we still have no idea what it's actually about, but here you can look into it. Then we will... That's what we basically do is we will investigate, we will figure out where it goes into Magento, and then we create a new rule for our WAF. And this will be deployed to our merchants using the quick protection extension. And then those requests will be stopped within Magento. So in that case, uh, even if you don't have the patch ready yet, because for whatever reason, we are still developing it, or you had no time to install it right after you downloaded it, then you have an instant mitigation here. And... um Probably a feature that has not been used in Magento stopped working, which does not address anyone, neither your customers nor you as a merchant. And uh, in that case, you are staying safe. And for sure, having uh, companies like yours uh, that run web application firewalls, or even if you are hosting by uh, with other companies and have a Sukari or a Cloudflare a web application firewall in front of your store, then this is also one of those pieces that help you stay PCI compliant. And, you know, for JetRails customers, we partner with Sakuri, we partner with Cloudflare, we partner with Sanguine Security. Uh, by and large, you're getting these technologies included. They're, you know, we're not going to be upcharging users at the end of life of Magento 1. We're not going to be black boxing any technology. Um, you know, we're going to best in class services. Uh, you know, we're, we're working with others like Section.io that, that bring in different WAFs and, um, you know, we'll continue to give our, our customers choice and option. Um, and, and it will include, you know, some really, really solid technology and, and service off the bat. I know that other hosts are also stepping up their game around Magento went into life. The interesting thing that I think from the hosting perspective is that while a lot of hosting companies like JetRails are talking about Magento went into life and, and how we'll be helping uh, merchants, a lot of the things that are to be done are really just best practice for hosting any Magento site in the first place. It's yeah. not, you know, <laughs> that, yeah. you know that we're, we're we're talking about things that um, that you should have already. Um, <laughs> you know, that we feel very strongly about that. Generally speaking, we're including for our merchants anyway, um, and that you know, it's, we're really, I think, mainly speaking to, to merchants that 
aren't yet working with um, with the right vendors out there to bring these technologies on board or that don't want to self-manage six different vendors like this themselves. It's a lot mm-hmm. of burden, um, you know, where a team like ours has an operation center, has a knock, we're monitoring, we're handling these sorts of things already. So it's, it's about, you know, I'd say, you know, half about having the right stuff and the other half about how you use it, having the right people behind it that are going to actually, uh, you know, optimize it for your use case and uh, monitor and maintain. So, um, you know, uh, maybe uh, a little bit of a shameless plug there, but, you know, really for us, um, you know, I, I do try to make sure that the conversation isn't completely about uh, Magenta One End of Life and your hosting company. It, it's really about bringing the right, uh, the right tools to bear and, you know, that absolutely includes patching from, uh, you know, from a vendor like Mage One. And Rico, I, I've been watching um, steadfastly and, and I have only seen uh, Mage One and Open Mage. Um, so <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't think anything else is going to at this point be sneaking in. Um, bef- bef- famous last words, right? But before Magento One reaches <laughs> into life, I don't think anything else could reach critical mass at this point um, that, that we would really consider. Uh, open to the community and, and reliable and there to, to stick with it for some time. And, you know, I, I think part of the reason that we've partnered up with your team um, is that we see the benefit to a team um, that has a plan to stick it out for years to come um, and, and to be the vendor that, that these merchants really are looking for. So, uh, you know, so <laughs> there, there is always that. But, you know, also keeping in mind that when we look at Magenta 1 patches in recent time, like you said, in, in the Magenta 1.9 family, um, we have not been seeing feature releases. We have not been seeing innovation. We've been seeing basically a, a platform that's being uh, basically maintained in terms of basic security. And even the security patches coming out are often, and, and not to say that they're not important, they're extremely important, but a lot of them are for things that you'd already have to have admin access or already have some sort of an elevated uh, permission or such to take advantage of. There's not, um, there's not a ton of them that have been dastardly in, in recent time because Magenta One is, uh, you know, it is a more mature platform in that sense. Is, yeah, absolutely. So hopefully the, the job for your team isn't, uh, isn't overwhelming, but we're all here because we've all seen where these things can go south quickly um, when some new attack vector is discovered, some new security hole, and uh, everybody better get patched fast. I mean, the other thing is it's not about just the bug bounty, but also Magento 2 is um, yeah, continuously optimized and also um, they will fix security issues there. And everyone who's involved with Magento 2 uh, will probably agree here. Magento 2 is a lot of Magento 1. Yeah, I mean, you have new wrapping clothes, uh, but at the end, it's uh, a lot of Magento One, and uh, so there's a saying in Germany: yeah, it's old wine in new pipes. So, mm. yeah. So the thing is that if they patch Magento Two, we always keep an eye on the Magento Two upstream because we will make sure that if this is a part which is also present in Magento One, we will reintegrate those patches in Magento One as well. Yeah, because perfect, uh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's uh, it's a perfect zero day if Magento 2.4 is being released and it, I know it patches a very severe uh, security vulnerability in Magento 2, and it's something that also is present in Magento 1. 
I guarantee you there will be a lot of hackers out there jumping on that and um, hacking the stores because that's that's cheap and easy. You already know what's the problem and you can just hack it right away. And this is why we keep our eyes on Magento 2 as well. And this is a big thing. Yeah, and look, it's the same way that, uh, you know, if you were to look at the data, a huge percentage of current Magento 1 users or Magento users in general are behind on their PHP version um, on their server. And luckily, not uh, not a big percentage over, over here at JetRails. Um, you know, not something that we uh, we have as many problems with. You know, we're, we're very, very proactive with it. But... Um, when you think about things like that, if hackers know that basically that there are these, you know, these outdated softwares being run on these servers and that, you know, Magento users are kind of, you know, ripe for the picking because they're not patching for it. They're not, um, they're not able to use new versions of PHP because they're not getting patches anywhere anymore. Um, I, I think that makes it all the more important to continue to, uh, to be proactive in security to, to get patched. Um, and, you know, there's so many angles to it. You know, I always do like to mention that even with all of these, uh, you know, patches and, and external security layers and hosting things and what have you, that there's also just general best practice around security that, um, you know, folks should audit from time to time, make sure that, uh, you know, old developers or extension developers or others don't have admin access to your account, that your passwords are in good shape. I mean, you know, ideally, the only people that should be able to get into your admin should should be locked down by IP address to only those that should even be able to access that area of your site in the first place. Um, so there's a lot of things that go into it. We put out some interesting content over time. Um, I know others have as well, just about, you know, general best practice for, again, for any Magento site. It doesn't have to be yeah. for an M1. It doesn't have to be because of end of life. Um, you know, so that's... Uh, you know, that's interesting, but let me roll that into extensions. Um, how do you look at um, Magento 1 extensions at this point and how that factors in with your product and long-term viability of M1? I mean, we know that there's already lots of M1 extensions that are unsupported, you know, that have you know, <laughs> been uh, patched or updated in many years. Uh, you know, some are continuing to be supported and, and we could anticipate will be after M1 um, end of life because there are extension developers that are just going to keep supporting their user base, um, especially if uh, if there's potential to keep selling M1 uh, extensions to these users. How, how does it factor in with Mage 1? Well, we have a lot of conversations with extension and service providers. Um, a lot of them are just, um, yeah, just saying because... Just because Magento 1 stops the support or uh, Adobe stops the support, we shouldn't because we have a lot of uh, merchants that rely on us. So we will produce patches for our extensions. Um, so we partner up with them as well. And in that case, if you are using an extension that is being deprecated or which has been abandoned or um, yeah, it's not being developed anymore, you can switch to other extensions that fill this gap, uh, which are still maintained. And yeah, as you said, general best practice, it's always a good idea when, um, when the Magento 1 end of life comes to look into the list of extensions you have in your shop. Because, I mean, we're all coming out from the um, agency, agency life and usually you end up with projects 
at some point of your life cycle where you are mainly yeah reviewing existing code from other agencies which screw up the projects and you can <clears throat> pardon then you can see a lot of extensions being installed which are heavily outdated which are actually not used at all and then there are uh, custom extensions that are changing these codes uh, cr probably creating security issues uh, within extensions that are most probably safe and in that case it's always a good idea to go through that list and look for things that you can just throw away and uh, so to clean up your code it's it's like in software development um just because you wrote some code it doesn't mean that the code has to be there for ages you, know, you have to refactor it to look into it and um you know, to keep it up to date with latest technology and this should happen with magento one um installations in general as well and yeah, for sure, um, the, the most important thing for people is payment providers and shipping uh, providers. So most of them are just continuing their services. I mean, there was one payment provider who said, okay, with the end of life, we are stopping service for Magento One clients. And we've been in, um, in contact with them. And at the end, I mean, it's, it's still money, you know? Yeah. So who wants to? You know, I, I know, so, you know, a few days ago in the United States, uh, SBA loans started to, or the application process, I should say, opened up to small business, uh, you know, here in America. And, you know, I, I have talked to multiple people that were turned down from applying with their bank because you have to apply through, uh, through bank. Because, you know, they may have had a checking account, a bank account with that bank for decades. But if they didn't also have a credit card, the bank said, we don't want your application. Um, uh, banks destroying long-term relationships with, with uh, businesses that, that, you know, have been their clients for years and years uh, over, you know, over small things. Um, obviously, you know, a, a lot of emotion in the world right now, a, a lot going on. Um, but it's it's always I think interesting how um, you know how, how these things kind of come together. <laughs> I mean, at the other end, even if you say uh, as a merchant, okay, I will migrate. I mean, we, it's April. <laughs> yeah, how, how should you ever do that? And even if it was when they said, okay, we are stopping the service for our Magento One merchants, it was just I think um, ten ten months or so. So it's it's absolutely impossible for a merchant to switch to a new platform um not even speaking about magento 2 i mean there, there are other platforms as well and migrating to them might be cheaper but still it's a lot of time that you yeah. have to put into thinking about it re-evaluating stuff developing testing deploying yeah. so at the end it's, it's just a year i think that the platform in question i had read the communication at the time um uh, it's definitely come up in some of the material that i've put out there um, as an important note, I think that they were looking at it as there's no viable way toward PCI compliance here. And so as a payment provider, we don't want to suggest that this is an okay thing. Um, you know, that we don't want to walk down this road. We want you to take it seriously that you need to be on a, a secure platform that can be compliant. Again, that was uh, before I think things like Mage One had uh, hit their radar. So um, I, I don't imagine that we'll run into quite as much of that, but I, I would always caution um, anyone um, that's going to be staying on Magento 1 past Magento 1's end of life 
be in touch with your payment provider, be in touch with anyone that you have an ongoing relationship with, uh, whether it's a SaaS provider or you know web host agency, developers, make sure that they're on board to keep supporting you on Magento One. There are folks that would love to have your business um, in, in all different walks of, uh, of the e-commerce ecosystem. Um, and you know, I, I wouldn't wait to find out that someone is going to stop service. But like you say, if uh, if merchants are going to keep paying, and if there are as many Magento One merchants uh, as we're currently projecting there will be after M1's end of life, I think that these uh, these businesses um, you know can enjoy some safety in numbers that they won't be complete outliers. I mean, we are talking about uh, one hundred thousand installations of Magento One. So Sanguine Security runs the numbers some, from time to time. And I think it was uh, a month ago or so, or two months ago, um, Willem just uh, ran the numbers and he said, okay, we have a decreasing number of Magento One installations out there. And we currently have about um, 200 something. And with this, uh, with the decreasing rate, we might end up with uh, a little bit more than 100,000 shops in July 2020. So there will be 100,000 installations out there not being probably not being secure anymore if they don't do anything. And uh, for sure, all those installations, there, there might be some abandoned shops or test installations or whatever, but um, still it's a, a pretty interesting number of uh, merchants still running on Magento 1. And probably, especially because of the uh, corona crisis at the moment, a lot of agencies have to deal with home office, um, decreased performance of teams because you don't have everyone in one room. Um, and, and everyone's got kids at home and yeah, and, and spouses that are also trying to use the internet while their entire neighborhood is trying to use Netflix and Zoom and anything else. And um you know, I, I, there's all sorts of challenges coming up. I, I absolutely agree. I, let me pivot that one to, to ask, um, you know, your team has now been getting more press within the Magento community. Uh, I would imagine that more merchants are hearing about Mage One and, and looking uh, more in depth, especially those that might be seeing um, delays for one reason or another in going to a different platform. Um, have you seen an increase of your days <laughs> elongated, um, uh, you know, as, as a result of uh, just, you know, a bit of a perfect storm going on here? I mean, um, yeah, for sure, there's an increased interest in, in Mage 1 at the moment. Um, I don't know whether this is just the, the regular growth of our um, yeah, outreach there, because we are doing webinars, we're doing podcasts, we're partnering up with uh, other companies, for example, uh, JetRails, and so we're just spreading the word and our partners are spreading the word as well. So there's more visibility of Mage one. Um, the primarily demand comes from agencies at the moment because I don't think that Mage one specifically can address merchants because a merchant usually is a person that works with trust. Yeah. And the only person you trust regarding your online shop activities is your agency because they are alongside with you all the day. And uh, if you have a problem, you reach out to them. And in that case, I'm pretty sure that they will ask their uh, agency, what should we do? And then the agency has to find a way to deal with the problem here. And then they are investigating and seeing, okay, there's something like OpenMage, there's something like Mage1, there is uh, probably hosting companies that have built-in solutions 
which at the end, to be honest, just boils down to open major or major one at either end. Yeah. So at the end, um, they will reach out to us and ask what are the possibilities here for agencies? How we can, how can we, yeah, keep our merchants safe with Magento One because we are doing some replatforming, but it will probably end in uh, July 2021. And then we say, okay, that's what we are here for. I bet that at this point we're starting to wind up with some mutual agency partners and relationships that, uh, you know, I know on my side, I've been trying to keep an eye, uh, you know, on the agencies that we're working with that, um, that are specifically part of this conversation with us talking about how they're going to continue to support their Magenta One users. Um, I think it's an important conversation for all of us to keep having out, out there in the community um, because I have a lot of respect for those folks that are going to really, um, in the coming months, really, really stick to Magento 2. But, uh, you know, there are merchants out there, like we say, 100,000 businesses that will continue to need M1 support in one fashion or another. Um, So we'll continue to try to be a resource to our clients and uh, making sure that they have the resources that they need across the board. Um, if they get stuck somewhere, and even if it's with payments or something else, to find um, the right resources so they can keep thriving, uh, I, I uh, do imagine that we'll have some more content on the podcast soon enough, um, tackling some of those topics as others, um, you know, pick up the torch with us uh, to you know c- continue to talk about how Magento One users can uh, can continue to uh, not only exist but thrive. Um, for the foreseeable future um, on a, uh, a really tried and tested platform. Um, you know, Rico, it's, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? Uh, at the end, um, oh, I don't know whether you can hear that, but it's uh, a siren, which is very great because security is an important topic. <laughs> and um, to be honest, I don't care whether you sign up for Mage One or you find another option. Um, we from Mage One, we just founded the company because we want to make sure that merchants can stay safe, even with the smallest shops. That's why we are pretty cheap at the lower end of our pricing scale. Um, we believe in the community. That's why we are reaching out to a lot of partners. Um, we try to find uh, a pricing or price list that really helps everyone. Um, and yeah, just just make sure that you upgrade your your software. And if you are using Windows XP, you better upgrade. <laughs> please, please upgrade. <laughs> well, um, with that, you know, I, I always like to say thank you to our listeners. Um, a public service announcement that you're going to continue to hear from me uh, at, at the moment if, if you're tuning in. Um, there are initiatives out there if you know a merchant that is hurting right now for one reason or another, whether... Um, that's uh, an offline merchant that needs to get online quickly. Um, the programs like Offline Tom, um, which has a thousand plus uh, members of the e-commerce community pitching in um, to help get folks online fast and get the resources that they need. Um, a lot of us volunteering our time and resources and, and donating resource. Um, there are uh, other programs for merchants that are more established. I'll make sure to share some links uh, in the uh, show description and notes. And, uh, you know, if, if anyone is out there looking for the right resources um, to get help quickly or cost effectively or in any other fashion, um, you know, we certainly want to uh, be cheerleaders for, for those that need help um, and, and to be part of this community. 
uh, and to stand with you. So please do reach out with any other thoughts, including other topics that we might be able to cover for you on the podcast that would be helpful to you and, and those that you work with. Um, thank you as always for tuning in and uh, stay safe, stay healthy and happy selling.